Welcome back to the Flix Forum podcast with Jesse and MJ, where each episode we check out a Netflix original film in the order of release. This is our 16th day of Podmas, where we are putting out an episode every day in the lead up to Christmas. Today, we have Netflix 64th film ready to go. It's the 2018 French comedy Blockbuster. It's directed by Julie Hygrek, stars Sirius Shahidi, Charlotte Gabris, and Tom Hygrek. I like the way you say the director's name, Julie. Julie, because I you look at it in English and you're like, it's July. July, yeah. But I was like, I've got to put my, no, my French really cap on. That sounds really good. What's the French hat with the little thing on it called? I don't know. I don't know either. Oh, I thought you were going to... No, no, I was like, oh, I, I should I, know what it's I called. I can't even picture what hat you're talking about. Like the little red hat with a little stick that sticks out the top that the French Parisians wear, you know? With, no? Well, I don't know. I don't know. I need to look that up. No, I badly. Bad. That's all right. All right, so... Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you. Yes. Christmas so, is not far away. Christmas is not far away. Have you done any Christmas shopping yet? No. I've done some of mine. Oh, what? Yeah. Well, you got to plan ahead, but... Still got a week. It's always... Gets me every year. Every year, I'm like, I'll just buy stuff online. I need... I've knocked off work. Once I knock off work, then I've got two days to get <laughs> it done. Say, you don't have a lot of time. Two days. That's when I get it done. All right. Uh, hopefully, you can get my present in that time. <laughs> oh, I get a present. Looks for a present. <laughs> that sounds nice. Uh, so, we start our show with our fast flicks, where we give a quick little summary of the film. MJ, what's your summary for this French wee-wee film? Yeah, so for Blockbuster, my fast flicks is a group of artsy 20-somethings get around their mate who is trying to win back his girlfriend amidst the backdrop of his terminally ill father. Yep, good. Mm. So I have said that it's a video diary, a dying father, and a love interest. Cool. That's all I've gone with. That fits. No context. I'm just going there. It's like, it fits the tone. No, I'm, I'm all for that. Yeah. I, I'm, I, so the French hat is called a beret. A beret. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel sorry. like an absolute idiot. Now. I know what a beret is. Yeah, but the pointy thing on top was, yeah, was, was getting yeah, sorry. me. Like, beret, okay, yeah, sorry. Gotcha. I feel really dumb. It's um, Christmas. It's getting towards the end of the year. Losing my marbles already. I like your fast flicks, mate. That's really good. It's... um. I didn't want to give any context because I feel like, yeah. The, the film's not necessarily about plot. Like, no, it's, no, it's, not it's at a all. part of it. But not at all. So I think you've nailed that. Well done. So yesterday, we had a chat about, we had a little bit of a Christmas bet. We did? We did. And I said, is, uh, <laughs> I said is there a Christmas thing in this as well? I said, I'm going to double up or go home. Okay. And I doubled up. Because there's 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 Christmas reference in this. I clearly can't remember. <laughs> Good. Oh, I was hoping I was hoping that you didn't say it. What's uh what is it? So we're gonna spoil this film. True. Yeah. We're gonna sorry. Say, yeah. If you want want to uh, check this film out, go watch it. Yeah. So I, there's video diaries made in this, and there's a video diary that it was uh there nineteenth episode, and it was Christmas. It was the day before Christmas. There's carols playing in the background. It was the twenty third of December. And they're talking about um, one of the characters meeting another character's dad. And he's like, yeah, next Christmas. There's right. my Christmas reference. You're right. There was. Bang. There was. God. Triple on up. <laughs> <laughs> how, many, how many have we got to go? 16. What have we got? Nine. Nine to go. Eight or nine. All right, triple. I'll triple it. Okay, Let's cool. do it. This, this, is, this actually feels... This, this might hurt because I don't know if I can predict this one. We also haven't put a steak on it yet, so... True. So there's nothing to lose. Fine. Maybe we could have a steak, a Christmas steak. Is sure. The meat. Yeah, on the barbecue. Yeah. I'll cook you a steak on the barbecue for our Christmas Day episode. All right. All right. Well, how's Chris, that sound? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Good. Done. All right. What else? What, what What do we need to talk about next? We need to talk about things we know or have found out about this film. 
uh, yeah, we, we do find it tricky finding a lot of information about the foreign language films. Totally agree. Um, I actually did do a few like Google translates and, and like translated some full web pages to try and find some Ooh, stuff on this one. Dedication to the show. Yeah, they just. I, I, I'm sorry, but I didn't find much. But the filming uh, took place in Paris from March to July in 2016. Um, which is you know a year and a half, two years prior to it actually releasing on the twenty fourth of Jan, twenty eighteen. Um, it was the first French film produced on Netflix. Didn't hit um Italy till the twentieth of September. Yeah, yeah, it's strange. We, we yeah. had another one recently with Italy had a different time as well. Maybe Italy's just taking their time. to, yeah. to get their Netflix originals. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. Um, it's screened in the Kino Panorama section of the independent section of the Rome Film Festival dedicated to youth cinema. Okay. There's a lot of little barriers yeah. that it went through to get it. but um, And apart from the fact that it's um, Julie Hygrek's feature debut, there really wasn't much more I could find. So we were talking about Italy. It's got a different title in Italy. Okay. It's called Lola and Jeremy. I can. I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. In fact, too. I'm okay with Blockbuster as well, though. Yeah. At least the, the way they reference it within the film. Yeah. Is um is quite nice. And the other thing that I'm I couldn't confirm, <laughs> but originally apparently they were trying to do a crowdfunding to get this up. Okay. And um, Netflix stepped in before the crowdfunding actually happened. So, oh right. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Oh, that's a cool. I couldn't find that on any of my translate pages. Yeah. Well done. The then the the crowdfunding platform in uh, France is called Kiss Kiss Bank Bank. I like it. Yeah. I like it. That's a film reference too. Yeah, so not bad. I don't get it from a crowdfunding perspective. Me either. But that's... And the, the bank stuff, I guess. Yeah. I guess Kiss is like your... It's a, French, a very French thing, isn't it? Yeah, like you're, you're yeah. giving something to yeah. someone. So I thought that was, that was cool. Okay, yeah. I like it. I'm a big fan. Yeah. Uh, consensus? Pretty good. Um, it's a 5.6 out of 10 on IMDb. Off just 307 ratings. Very low amount of people. And a 2.9 out of 5 on Letterboxd of 174 ratings. So they're tiny sample sizes. Not a lot of people at all. Not a lot of people have have seen or rated this film. Um, Potentially that the French market doesn't really use IMDb or Letterboxd. Possibly, yeah. They may have their own platform. Uh, This one, when I Google searched, it had like the amount of Google users who like this film, like a percentage. Yep. 81% of Google users like this film. So that's pretty high. The other one I had, obviously, Rotten Tomatoes, Rotten Tomatoes, had to check out. Not one critic had got a review on okay. Rotten Tomatoes. I don't think we've had... No, there's we have been no critics at no all. No one's touched yeah, this one. so That's no one at all. But there were nine audience members that had done it. Yep. 43%. Oh, that's a shame. Which is a little bit low. So, how do you become a critic on Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah, uh, I do know... Like, I don't know the full details off my head, but I have read it. You have to have certain amount of reviews published in a... Um, like a press or a um, you know recognized publication. Okay. Yep. So you basically apply. And yeah. You, yep. you send your credentials across, Correct. and, and they—it's not just print. They take. Um, oh, they wouldn't want to just take print. Take print yeah. <laughs> True. You well, get seven yeah. people. Because <laughs> I know um, David and Margaret. They used to be a you know a, a TV, yeah, and true, they used yeah. to have their reviews pop up on. Um, well, yeah, they're on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Too. Okay. Yeah. So we can't just go on there as critics and be the first ones to do blockbuster. I don't know. Maybe if we've got a good bank of episodes now. The we podcast, could be like, yeah, yeah check true. out our, our fast flicks and see if we can get them on Rotten true. Tomatoes. True. We'll see what they say. We could be the first two people on uh, Blockbuster on Rotten Tomatoes. We've also... I, I slam Rotten Tomatoes most episodes we do, so I don't think I really need it. <laughs> but uh, fair. Yeah, fair. Rotten Tomatoes. All right, early thoughts. What do you think about this film? Yeah, I, I got into it. Yeah. Um, it was very art house, and it was made by lovers of the art of filmmaking itself. 
once you begin to settle into what it's all about, it's actually pretty enjoyable. You're inside Jeremy's head, who's the main character, and writing these really relatable emotions within him. Um, and then you've got the quirky, yet all interesting in their own right, characters along for the ride. So it's fun, it's sad, it's a little off-center, but it uh, it works. Yeah, I've, I've, I've put this down as sweet. I was it like, is sweet. It's a sweet, it's, it's a very simple story. Uh, the supporting characters for me didn't do much though, okay. but it was still enjoyable. They were quirky though, yeah? They were fun and no? no. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure what it was about them, but... I got very confused. Okay. As a as an audience member, I got very confused with, especially through the the vlogs that they did throughout the mm-hmm. the story. But yeah, we'll get to that later. Yeah, sure. Well, all right. Let's talk about the characters. I was gonna say we can get to it now. Jeremy, we have to talk about Jeremy. Yeah. Go. What do you What do you want to know? About, what do you want to talk about, Jeremy? <sighs> He's this guy who's caught up in the upcoming loss of his dad and spoiler like we're gonna we've said we're gonna spoil this like his dad obviously does pass away but to me his character in the build-up to the to that is that is his one focus and that's all he is actually focused on in his life and he's not actually giving enough to everyone else in his life and even though he's there with the others in his life he was using them to be this window into the world for his dad even though he may have been hurting these other people and that's i don't really think, interesting and i don't know if he actually um well i don't think he was doing it purposefully but to me that's how i interpreted him sure yeah it's funny because i almost thought of the opposite watching him because the story of him we see is he breaks up with his girlfriend in the very first scene right so this story wasn't his yeah like she dumped him (laughs) they break up yeah sorry yeah yeah so for this story to me he was like a lovelorn teenager um, which is fine. That's that's what's half relatable about it. But he was so hell bent on getting Lola back that he never stopped to smell the roses of the life that was happening around him. Which is similar in the sense about the friendship. Yep. Um, but I think for this film, it was with his father as well, and like the scenes where he he rocks up and he's just moping around with his father and he's not being in a good enough mindset to to speak with his father. So I guess your analysis of him is probably the Jeremy that happens before the film starts. Because then we obviously see all the flashbacks to the films that he's made and all that work that he's done for his father. And then the Jeremy that I see is, this is what's happened since he broke up with Lola. Kind of, it, it still works. It's still the same character. But I think we just looked at him in completely different, different angles. Con- yeah. yeah, yeah. In context, yeah. And yeah. And maybe that's why I wasn't as big a fan of the videos that helped you tell their background of their story. Sure, yeah. And that, that could be why. Well, I, th- so I thought he was still sweet and and well intentioned. I don't think he was malicious in any way. No, no, I don't. Th- yeah, I don't think he purposefully. He had he had different priorities. There were different things going on in his life that he's trying to deal with. 100%. That, yeah, yeah. He's still he's not a he's not a kid, but he's still he's not an adult yet either, right? He's in that in between stage. Um, and like he knew what he had to do. That he had to do something that Lola would like to get her back. And I think that's kind of cute and relatable that, you know, don't just buy her flowers and take her out for dinner. No, no, she loves superheroes, right? So let's make these fun superhero things because what he does, he's artsy and he makes films. So whether whether he was right or wrong with his decisions about his friends and Lola, I thought it was a fun ride. And for an audience member, like, you see the sincerity of his love. I, yeah, I didn't feel that, like, yes, he had this idea, but I thought it was more his friends doing everything about it rather than him because he's still focused Definitely. on... Yeah. Definitely. Because he's still stuck in this, you know, about his dad and losing Lola too, yeah. Mm. Yeah. For no. him, it's about, yeah. Well, everything for him is about loss. He's 
Yeah. Yeah, he is. Yep. And I think the whole story is basically like that transition period from being not a kid to an adult, not a teenager to an adult, but you know that like pre-adult stage that you go through. And then one day you wake up and you're like, holy shit, I make a lot of adult decisions now. I think I just became an adult. But he's kind of in that transition yeah. phase into, into that period. Fair. All right, Lola, I think, what, have you, what do you think about her? I had a little bit more trouble figuring her out. Yep. Um, and this to do, the whole breakup didn't make a lot of sense to me at the time or even now upon reflection. Um, That's, and I didn't include that in my fast flicks because I was like, you, you can't explain their breakup in a couple of words. Like, it's, you've got to have yeah, this yeah, other yeah. context. Like, you can't just say in one sentence, oh, you know, they broke up because she felt betrayed because... He was making a video for his dad who was dying, but then, you know, it just becomes too yeah, complex. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, still, I still don't quite understand why she broke up with him. And I think... I, I don't believe the reason why she broke up with him. I think it just works for the narrative. Was It It was just because she... He, he asked other girls the yeah, same question. Yeah, he asked question. other girls the same question. But, yeah. like, this is... And this happens in a lot of movies, right? When, you know, you find out and, the, like, he only did something for a bit of fun, but then he actually fell in love in love the first it, yeah. place. And it happens all the time. Rom-com. It happens in a lot yeah, of rom-com. So, so she played the role of someone going through a breakup and she was clearly in the breakup headspace, which is, you know, moping around at her friend's house, harmless flirting with a mysterious stranger. Again, and that storyline didn't really work for me. Me either. <laughs> um, and then figuring out who she's going to be and what she's going to do with her life and her career. All those things are fine with someone going through a breakup, but I still didn't really believe that she was going through a breakup. Yeah, and I had it down. To she, there was one line where she goes, there's no excuses for what Jeremy put me through or what he put me through. And I was like, didn't really it was put, never really he there. didn't really put you through anything like in this massive breakup that you're having he didn't yeah he didn't actually like put you through a lot so that that kind of didn't work for me but again her story is a similar coming of age growing up and you get the feeling that at the end of this film with Jeremy and Lola end up together they're, they're going into that next phase yeah and I, I can see them working yeah and it's it's almost like you know we're not long we're no longer going to have people just coming in and out of our apartment we, we are going to grow up yeah um in the best way possible. Like, that's what you do in life, right? Exactly. What other characters have you got? Because um, I, I wasn't a massive fan of a lot of the side characters. Sure, yeah. I've got Mat- Matthias, which was his work colleague who... Lives with him. I don't think he actually lived with him. I think he just oh, had just a kid. on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> just slept on the couch when he felt like it. Well, he was interesting to me because he went from seeming pretty lazy and pretty useless to being a guy who just constantly got things done, like, despite who he was. So he kept the work rolling all the time. You know, he was the one who was answering all the calls and yep. getting all the work in. Uh, he got the phone number for Michelle Gondry, who was basically, um, I don't know, a bit of a savior in the in the context of everything. Even the, it, well, a savior in that they realized what they needed to do rather than yeah. he didn't actually save them. I no, guess, exactly. No. <laughs> but he saved at the time. Yeah. It was like, how the hell did you get that? But he would just he did he did everything for Jeremy despite feeling like a bit of a dropkick. He's a good friend. He was a great friend. Um, and I think this was the basic sentiment for all of his mates. Like they were all in on supporting Jeremy, despite him being mopey and eventually like pretty crazy with his demands. <laughs> so, I'll segue a little bit yep. into Lola's friend Sarah. Yeah, because she's the complete opposite. Yeah, in a sense, I I literally thought she was just a plot device for Lola or the boys to communicate to Lola. Yeah, and she was always making weird sexual jokes. She was. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, she kept. She was the one that sort of egged um, the boys and Jeremy on to think that what they were doing was okay to keep going. Yeah, to keep it yeah. going. So to me, she was almost the opposite of those guys. But yeah, maybe. Do you think, in essence, that I think they were doing the right thing? I think Jeremy did do the right thing in the end. 
Well, he yeah, he need he had to do what he needed to do to fight to get her back, I guess, and that was yeah. his insight into her. And she gave him donuts, pretty much. Like her her role in the film was just to be angry at him the whole movie. Yeah, no maybe. matter what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I don't think Sarah was very developed enough to. She was funny and she was confident. Um, which I guess fits in like a rom-com. This didn't yeah. necessarily feel like a rom-com as much as it felt like an art house. Yeah, it's all, like you it's mentioned, it's indie. sort of like this cross between a coming-of-age romantic... Yeah, yeah. It's, all, it's all kind yeah. of in there, but it's certainly yeah. not like a stereotypical anything, which is, which is fun. Did you have any other characters? I just had... Um, uh, I think it's Mikhail or Mick was the guy who was like super pig at the end. Yep. Um, <laughs> and look, again, he was obviously all in for helping... Yep. Jeremy, Jeremy, even like from a financial and business perspective where he kept like losing money to that guy who kept wanting to buy stuff. <laughs> um, but I, I found him pretty good comic relief. Yeah, that, I, I that's found all him it was, funny. comedic relief. That's, yeah. But he was, he was a good friend too. And, and they were all good with, friends Same too, with yeah. Sam, who was, I think his brother. Sam's his brother, yep. Um, and I liked the, like, he still showed that emotion like when their father okay. passed away. And, and I felt that Sam wasn't just there for for his brother but also for the dad as well he, mm. yeah I, I got that through you know and the dad had this faith in Jeremy and Sam that you know they're gonna do alright without him yeah. um, and you know I think the dad made some comment about Jeremy always gets what, he's want, what he wants and to me for the dad to say that I didn't have any thought whatsoever that the film wasn't gonna end sure. with, this, with this happy ending of, of them <clears throat> getting back together yep that's fair enough too yeah alright I'll the director, yeah, I, July, Julie, Julie, Julie. Sorry, Julie. You did so well. I did at the start. I've stuffed up. Julie Hygrek. So, did you see one of one of his early credits? Oh, I don't know if it's a. Uh, sorry, but this is a tricky one, isn't it? Is it a? I couldn't find. I couldn't, a photo, I couldn't, I couldn't work out. Couldn't anything, find anything. But I think it's so, a female name. So no Julie. apologies straight up. Yeah, but, that's but bad of us. I saw that. We um, tried. We tried. We did. Ha- I did have a good look. Was um, an office production assistant on the Queen in two thousand and six. Saw, yeah. saw that too. I yeah, thought that was cool. That's a, yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, a lot of French TV, but this yep. is the first feature. First feature, yeah. Yeah. I, and what? Yeah, the cast. Like, I'm not. Too, I'm not too sure you could recast this in English. I'm not sure that it it's would. Tran- I don't think it would translate well. Not not literally. No, it wouldn't translate literally. because no. I don't think you'd get an audience in for this story, an English speaking language. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think you'd be in for this story. Yeah, there's a there's a quite famous Korean, um, I guess you call it like a rom com called My Sassy Girl. Okay, and it's it's a fantastic movie. It's it's sweet. It's funny, um, and it's very romantic. Koreans do romance really well, um, and they did it. It's so popular. They did a remake of it, American remake with um, oh Lisha Cuthbert okay. in it, and it is shocking. Yeah, because they've literally tried to. Like, like almost copy it scene for scene yep. and it doesn't translate at all um, and I love My Sassy Girl the Korean version and I'm like oh well I'm going to like the you know American version because I, I speak this language right yep. and I, I hate it every second of it okay. so it, it's a yeah, similar thing similar to thing. that where and it's not a cultural thing it's just, I don't know it just doesn't translate right yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't, yeah, you'd I don't. have to really change things If you, you can sort of tell this artsy little story about a breakup and about you could you could use the backdrop of the terminally ill father you could do this stuff you'd have to do it very differently yeah, and with the kidnappings, I don't think you could. No, take, yeah, you, that's could, you couldn't take like a bunch of famous. Yeah, you couldn't just get Eminem as yeah, the rapper who lives yeah, in their building. Yeah, and, yeah, it just wouldn't work. People would be like, "Oh, this is weird." Yeah, so yeah, very true. It's very cultural, I think. Yeah. Uh, all right, should we talk about some scenes? Mm-hmm. I think we should. What are some scenes that you liked in this? Um, <clears throat> pardon me. 
quite early on, um, there was just a line where Jeremy was trying to figure out what he can do to win Lola back and he was running through all the cliche things and he came up with the idea of the superheroes and that and I just liked it when he said she'll love it because it's totally absurd and, and just that understanding of who, who she is yeah. yeah. and I think that also let the audience know that we're going to go on a little bit of a quirky ride here as well hmm. um, what else? after they sent the first video um, they're all waiting around for the phone to ring and at this point like they seemed invested but you didn't quite know how invested they were and they were like genuinely nervous, like they were waiting for the phone to ring for a job or something like yep. that. Um, and I really like that. I'm like, okay, these guys are all in on this. I think we're going to really go down this route. So um, Good. I love Matthias's helmet phone. All of a sudden, he was just wearing it and on the phone. And they, they kind of wait like, like what two or three it? lines of dialogue before <laughs> they mention it, which yeah. I thought was cool. And he just goes, oh, I was sick of holding my phone. I thought that was really cool. Um, I like that whole scene with Michelle Gondry. Uh, talking about the idea for the Spider-Man film and then him just become coming on board with it all and then he tries to call he's like, like yeah. I'm going to call J.J. Abrams <laughs> yeah <laughs> I thought that whole scene was really well done I thought it was going to culminate into the big success and it didn't which was fine but I still really enjoyed that whole scene um, the scene where Jeremy figures out that he's probably wasted a little bit of time on this Lola thing when his dad's you know, yep. about to yeah. die, and or his dad has his died. Pri- his priorities probably weren't yeah, the right exactly. spot at the right time. And just the idea of him saying, "I should have filmed him instead of all this shit," and then he, I'm, I'm scared that I'll forget him, and all really normal feelings. And I think that's him going through that rabbit hole of, or almost like being in a cocoon to see that wait until it becomes a butterfly and comes out of it all. So, good analogy. Really, really good scene that one. Really yeah. emotional because they hadn't shown that emotion throughout the film, and they did it well. Yep. And finally, the last video that Lola makes for Jeremy was really sweet, really touching. Kind of annoys me that it took that for her to <laughs> sort of come back, like his dad dying. And But I guess that was the big unknown, right? He never shared that. He didn't want to share his pain, pain. with her. And, yeah. um, that was really sweet. It gives I, her a bit of context behind why. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's very true. And I, I don't think I shared... Even though he, op- he did try to explain to her straight away, my dad's dying. <laughs> he did as soon as yeah, I broke did, up, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. Um, that was that was really nice that final scene. Yeah, perfect good. combination. Good. I think yeah, I've got a, a few similar things. Like yeah, that the rapper Yuso Sofa. <laughs> yeah. I just thought that was cool when they like take him in. He like turns the tables on them yeah. when they're like trying to do that hostage video. He's like, nah, I'm gonna make this look really real. <laughs> he just pulls the gun. He's like, nah, I'm slaps doing him it. And, <laughs> um, and the guy's like, I'm gonna go work in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to shit this. The uh, Michelle Gondry as well. I was like, I couldn't believe that, like, because they'd made mention of him <laughs> yeah. the whole way throughout. And then when he's actually on the screen, I'm like, like, cool. I, like I know him as a director, yeah. obviously. And I'm like, they actually got him in this, this film. Cool. I was like, that was cool. Uh, and the last one you, you yeah, mentioned. Good on him, by the yeah, way. What yeah, a good sport. Yeah. And the last sort of one that you've mentioned a little bit, I, I, I thought that that response video that Lola did at the end, I liked how she, you know, went to the the cemetery and went to the grave and sort of she's like gave the videos back and said these are actually yours yeah i thought that was nice part of the yeah. whole journey i thought that it? was nice yeah, yeah it was it was really nice it was the ending it deserved I think. yeah okay what about some things that you weren't a massive fan of i i only disliked one scene in this film and apart from the whole i, I spoke about the whole lola breakup thing and it yep. didn't work for me but in terms of literal scenes uh when lola calls jeremy and matthias answers the phone and puts it on speakerphone but he's asleep yeah, that was weird. It was so silly because, again, that was just an excuse for her to be like, oh, yeah, I called him. He didn't answer. He's mm. being a jerk. Yeah. Uh, it's like, who who answers the phone, puts it on speaker, 
And like when he knows this whole Lola thing is like the biggest thing that's in happening life, in this household yeah. right now. And just slept through it. You stay in there a night. There you go. So he's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, true. <laughs> but it, it, um, that was just, that was silly. They could have yeah. done that better. They, they still had to use that scene where she had another reason to be annoyed. No, at him, but yeah. yeah, I agree. Didn't work at all. I don't have much either. Uh, I didn't like any of the laundromat scenes with Lola and the Valentine dude. Yeah. I just thought, like, I get that you want this side guy that she's interested in, but I didn't like how pompous they made him. Like, mm. they made him out like he's the best guy in the world that is doing the best things ever. True. And I guess they maybe needed that to, like, make her realize, hey, this isn't the sort of person that I want. But mm. at the same time, you need some believability to her actually maybe developing feelings for someone else. It's like, a good point. Like, another barrier for Jeremy. Because, you know, some things that, like, he's, you know, oh, I've been to Paraguay and I work with, like, the last surviving people of this tribe, you know, and... And, you know, my life, so I'm going to go work for this NGO and, you know, I'm going for six months into the Afghani hills and I'm yeah. learning... Af- like, I was just like, it's a bit too much for, like, some guy just going to meet in the laundromat. And for what it's worth, you, you said that she needed to figure out that's not what she wanted. I don't think she ever really figured that out. I think she kind of liked him. They had that kiss and then the, the homeless guy walked in on them and that was her way of being like, it's a sign. oh, it's a sign. So <laughs> yeah. she never actually figured it out herself. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I was a little bit off-put by those scenes. Um, yeah, that, I agree. The... The other thing I've, I've mentioned as well, the episodes of this show that as the dad sat on the bed and, and watched them, they were well put together. And like, I know as an audience, you needed to understand how much these guys loved each other before they broke up. Yep. And I get that, but I just wasn't a fan. I just okay. thought that it didn't help much with the development of, because I wanted that there and now. I wanted to see what was going on now, how he's working to get her back rather than let's focus on like I get you need that context but I didn't need so much of that context see I think I got more of that context of the friendship group and that's what I liked about the friendship group the, these guys are tight as it's like the bloody yeah. cast of friends like and I just I just didn't like the those characters around them I would yeah. have much preferred less of them more of the two sure. of them together because yeah. sure. they were the focus like in Italy it's called Lola and Jeremy like yeah they were the, the two, focus yeah. but I, I think this film is about more than that yeah fair uh Last thing I had was Sarah, a lot of her dialogue. Oh, yeah. Just, it was cringeworthy. Like, I, the one line that stood out to me was, losing your cell phone is worse than losing your virginity. I was like, wow. That, that, losing your virginity didn't seem like, seem like a big deal to her either. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nah, she's, whatever, whoever jumps out of a box, whether yeah, it's the Hulk or the, the super pig. Super pig. Yeah, super, yeah, pig, super yeah. pig thought he was in then. <laughs> he sure did. Okay, well, what's this film trying to say? What are some things that you picked yeah, up on? Yeah, this is kind of what I was talking about. I think... I think the film itself is really about friendship and showcasing those like golden years of your life. Um, if anything, it seems like that transition period for Jeremy and probably Lola, but for Jeremy, because he loses his father, he gets back with Lola. Um, and as I said, this sort of seems like the next step into like his real adult part of his life. Um, but I think it, it kind of glamorizes that. And that's probably through those videos, those golden years of them just hanging out and shooting the yep. shit and just enjoying life enjoying life because we've all been there right and that's what I found so related about this film it's like did, oh yeah I remember those years did you say shooting the shit again yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm like Jesse didn't pick up on it I was, like, I'm waiting. I was waiting for you to stop and I was like okay I did okay. <laughs> but that's that's kind of what this film was about and you know what there's not many films that are about that mm. and, and I like that I think it's fun and I think it's bold and I think it worked cool so that's what if you want to make remake this film in in England in English whether it's America whether yep. it's Australia make it more about the friendships keep that theme right and then build the build the movie cool. out of that awesome I 
I couldn't go past this idea of love. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, you know, being inspired and living the life. And obviously, like, you've got that through the friendships too. And they tried to do this through the homeless guy. Like, you just throw out these random sort of quotes. And he's like, you know, happiness in love is not to be blind, but to know when to close your eyes. And, you know, life's not worth living without love. And I just liked that you had that. I wasn't a massive... You know, there's these scenes where he walks with his clouds above his head yeah, like yeah. we got he was down but yeah i liked a few of those words just to chuck him in every now and then to be like yeah he was an interesting character yeah he it? was this idea about superheroes too like yep. everyone needs some kind of superhero in their life you know someone to look out for themselves you know and i really liked that this idea when they do this plan where like we're gonna we're gonna kidnap these people it's like you know superheroes don't kidnap they save so yeah. at the end of the day each of these um people that they kidnap sort of save them a little bit Mm. so it's sort of reverse yeah they did actually so each of these people that yeah yeah, they literally saved them a little bit or gave them motivation to do something else so i I, I liked that as well great pickup um the truth was pretty important as well oh in the end massively important um you know just being upfront and honest and if that had this film wouldn't have existed i don't think he necessarily (laughs) wasn't like truthful that was that's what annoyed me about this breakup in the first place like he wasn't really trying to hide but like you know they're up to like day whatever it is in their video surely the first or second day we were like, look, just so you know, my pickup line with yeah. you was that. Well, well, I did yeah. to a bunch of people. I did people. to a bunch of yeah. people, yeah. Like, that could have prevented could have, this breakup. Sure. But I would have almost assumed that as well. A yeah. bloke rolls in with the camera asking yeah. you a ridiculous question. Like, you're a... Try this on someone else, yeah. yeah. And, you know, at the end, they make this big line, this line too, you know, I want nothing but the truth. Yeah. yeah. And that's you can gather that's what they're going to go, yeah. A little bit too about growing up. Like, you've mentioned this throughout yeah. the whole thing, you know, change, you know, just step from you know not necessarily being a kid but you know this moving on from comics they try to make this like sort of feel like maybe this is the end of their comic books in in their life or in her life anyway yeah. and finally like dealing with loss into her well. blockbuster into her blockbuster yeah. yeah dealing with loss is the last one i had too yeah. because I, I feel like they did a really good job they did there. a really good they, job you know it. the boys didn't want to forget their dad but you know they wanted to remember but they realized that you know sometimes you do forget um, yeah, I think they handled that whole situation really well as sons, right? Mm-hmm. I think they did the right thing of leading up to his death. I love that scene where they came in, the dad was holding the picture of the mum. I thought that was yeah, really was sweet. Nice. Yeah. Because he seemed like this kind of grumpy old... <laughs> he sure did. Wise enough and like, what are you moping around about, you idiot? Like, yeah. All right, well, what did we take from this film? What have you got? I think you kind of basically summed up what I was... What I took away from it, it was this cutesy, artsy story about love, friendship, family, and superheroes. And, <laughs> but I think it was all really relatable. Not the specifics of the film necessarily, but the moments of the film. I, I think everyone's been there, done that, experienced that at some level. Mm. I think that's why it works. Um, you know, there's a certain type of friend that I'd be happy to recommend this film to because it, it resonates. Yeah. Yeah. I, I literally had cute. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I probably wouldn't have watched this if we weren't doing this podcast though this no. isn't yeah I probably wouldn't have found this well, wouldn't have even known it existed to be honest that's the thing no, when no one's bloody reviewed it on Rotten Tomatoes no. it's got 300 ratings on IMDb for context we did Bright oh, a few, couple of days ago yeah I was going <laughs> to say like a week ago now we did Bright which was 160,000 ratings on IMDb I'm sure if you watch like any Marvel movies a bad example but maybe <laughs> like almost millions yeah. like 300 people have reviewed this on IMDb not a lot of people but right. I mean, yeah, this would be a hard film to recommend, right, to your mainstream audience. But th- there's a, there's a certain group of people that would really like this film. Yeah. Did you go on IMDb at all to look anyone up? I apologise, but I didn't. didn't. Yeah, I, no, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't go on IMDb, but I did Google because I I knew um, 
uh, Michelle Gondry, but I wanted to look up the other two just to confirm that they were actual yeah like, French people. I figured French, they yeah, were. Yeah, they were. So the Manu uh, Catch sort of guy is a famous French drummer, songwriter, jazz player at the start. Is that what he was? Yeah, and then the rapper. Yeah, and then the rapper was a rapper. You so far, he's yeah, an actual yeah. rapper. Like plenty of stuff on YouTube. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I. Yeah, we don't get much. Uh, First guy was a drummer, was he? Yeah, he's a drummer and like plays jazz music, ah, writes okay, songs that too. Kind of, yeah. That yeah. kind of. Okay. But the first word that comes up is drummer when you're looking yeah, up. Right, yeah, right, okay. So cool. I thought that was interesting. I'm glad you did that. Yeah. All right, got any questions you want to ask? I do. Good. Uh, chocolate or vanilla? Oh, God. Uh, we're going to have the same. <laughs> we're going um, to have the same questions. Uh, I'm going to go chocolate. What this about is you? ice cream, yeah? yeah or, it was ice cream. It was yeah. definitely ice cream. Oh. It's not that hard a choice. What are you the, no, it is hard. The Napolitana guy who likes... Neapolitan. Yeah, that thing. Yeah, yeah. The Politana. I'm going to I'm going to go vanilla. Go okay, vanilla. good. What else? Uh, do you think that Jeremy made the right decisions with the videos that he made for his dad? Obviously, he had that regret at the end being like, oh, why did I waste my time with these videos? So do you think that that was the right decision? I like it because he can go in knowing that he's made this connection with his dad and this girl Lola who I think they're going to stay together even though he never got to meet her he knows a lot about her going to his deathbed and to me I think it's a like I, I can't see him regretting it because he knows like his dad knows a lot about this person that hopefully he's going to spend the rest of his life with couldn't agree more and, and not in that his friends his life his dad's there now yep. right where he, he was in a hospital bed so yep. couldn't agree more cool anything else what do you got for me um, do you prefer theatre or movies <sighs> movies yeah that's an easy one <laughs> um, Italian or Japanese food um, oh like they've both got their merit yeah it's a, this is a tough one for me if I had to eat one every day it would be Italian yeah but just carb, I, carb loading I could like there's, there's so many like uh, you know, pastas and pizzas and, um, but I do like Japanese food as well yeah that's really hard it's tough yeah and last one Friday or Saturday I'm going Saturday don't have to go to work yeah, I play a lot of sport on Saturdays, yeah, which is great. Yeah, they're both good days, though. Yeah. They are good days. Yeah, yeah. Good All questions. right. Well, I think we're ready to tie this up. Yeah, I think so. I so think we so. Sorry, yeah. each give a rating out of five to put together our overall score for the film on Flix Forum. What have you got, MJ? Yeah, I, I enjoyed this for what it was—a story about love and friendship and life in your twenties. When the small things seem big and the big things seem small, a perspective will always come knocking to open the door of the next stage of adulthood. It was fun and engaging. Three stars. Very nice. So, um, along the like, I thought this was a really non-offensive film. Like, mm. there was nothing in it that was offensive at all. Um, there wasn't realistically much plot <laughs> at all. And That's okay. The characters surrounding the, these two lovebirds, to me, they were just there as this vehicle for them. And... You know, I wasn't a massive fan of the video diaries, as I said, but it was a really sweet story. So I'm giving it two and a half out of five. Yep. Nice. Which, as an average, gives us a 2.75. 2.75, yeah. pretty good. Yeah, pretty, pretty good. good. We're on social media. We have Facebook. We have Twitter. We have Instagram. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You already know that if you found us. Thanks for finding us. Thank you for listening. Hope you're enjoying our daily episodes throughout yeah. December. It's killing us, but we're getting there. Ah, it's good. We're forcing ourselves to watch, watch movies. movies yeah. It's a beautiful I thing. Can't complain. So question on our social media for today. Which film do you like the most? Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind or Be Kind Rewind? And these are both uh, obviously themed through Michel Gondry because he directed both of these. Uh, can I answer it? 
Answer it. Eternal Sunshine. Yeah. I... It's a great movie. And you know what? Be Kind Rewind, I saw at the movies when it came out. I haven't seen it since. And I remember enjoying it. Mm. But Eternal Sunshine is a great movie. Eternal Sunshine is fantastic. And I, you know, I've, I've taught that film and I've got yeah. a, a good connection with it. So I'm going with that as well. I love dramatically, uh, Dramatic Jim Carrey. Oh, so good. He's so good. So good. So, tomorrow, back again. Back again. I know everyone's really looking forward to hearing what we're doing tomorrow. What am I watching tonight, Jesse? We're looking at a biographical comedy drama from 2018. It's called A Futile and Stupid Gesture. Cool. It's directed by David Wayne and it stars an ensemble cast including Will Forte. Is it Forte? Forte. Forte. Will Forte and Domino Gleason. So, cool. Let's get on that tomorrow Hater, I wonder if Hater would like that he likes a long title not quite a long title but long and long as it's long normal. enough yeah. it's long enough so yeah so I'll, as usual thanks for hanging out lots of nights in a row now it's been good no I'm feeling very festive and I'm not sick of your company yet no we'll get there trust me we'll get good. there <laughs> good we'll see you and I'll see everyone else tomorrow see ya